What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to Cocoa Butter Hills, the podcast. This is a safe space, a creative space, and a space where we heal our scars with intentional conversation. I'm your host, Kamaria, and let's go ahead and get into the conversation. What's up, family? Welcome back. I'm excited to get into this conversation. Today's title is Bless Those That Hurt You. And, um, A couple episodes ago, I shared that I went through a breakup and um, God himself had to break me away from that relationship. I'm going to briefly talk about what made it hard to break away and the importance of blessing those that hurt you. This episode is not about intimate relationships alone. Like it's not just about relationships. It's we're getting ready to discuss how to deal with people that hurt you overall. So whether that's somebody in your family, somebody that you was in an intimate relationship with a friend, a coworker, whoever, whatever, when you're ready to discuss how you deal with people that hurt you. So let's go. So I'm going to start with talking about this relationship and y'all know me to be honest, open, and transparent. So the main thing that made me want to hold on to the relationship is this. So one, I never really desired marriage. And that came from a place of, I don't even want to say I had trauma from it because I ain't never been married before, but the marriages that I witnessed, um, they ended in divorce and it wasn't just like, oh, we don't want to be together anymore. Things aren't working. It was like ugly. It was bad. And so I was just like, you know, I don't know about marriage, but the last relationship that I was in, he really desired marriage. And it was to the point where he like, you know, Basically, I don't even want to talk about him like that, but he desired marriage and it kind of, it made me, I don't want to say desire marriage, but it made me open to the idea of marriage. Like I was never the the girl that was looking at the wedding dresses and was like, oh, I want to, that wasn't me. Like I said, I witnessed marriage, only good marriage that I saw like up close and personal was my grandparents' marriage. Outside of that, it was a mm-mm. So I, I wasn't the one that was you know, having all the ideas of how they want their wedding to look, how they want the wedding dress to look. That wasn't me. Now, I done looked at some rings because who don't like jewelry? But all in all, this man knew how he wanted his wedding to look and he really did desire marriage. So it made me open to it. And I, in my mind, I'm like, if this person could just make me open to it, maybe maybe this this is the one and maybe I am supposed to be married. So that's one thing that kind of made me hold on to it. But another thing was (laughs) he came into my life at a time where I was really vulnerable. Like I had just lost my father and him and I had just started talking. So I was I was just real vulnerable. I probably shouldn't have gotten into a relationship with anybody at that time. But he was there and he was there for me. So, yeah, that's another thing that kind of made it. It kind of made me hold on to it because it just, I remember how he was there for me during that time. And then another thing is (laughs) we were absolutely fornicating, okay? We was fornicating and eventually we stopped because of my walk with Christ and he respected that. He even held me to it in times where my flesh was acting up against me and was trying to overtake me concerning that. But um, honestly, it's not the fornication because at the at the end of that, 
you know, at the end of the relationship, fornication wasn't even in the picture. It was the soul tie and the things that I opened up myself to after deciding to fornicate with him. So these are things that made it hard for me to let the relationship go. I was thinking that maybe this was the person that I was supposed to be married to. I remembered how he really helped me when I was going through a tough time. And then also, I got myself a soul tie by deciding to fornicate. So that's what made it hard to break away. So I know you may be thinking, Kamaria, well, why did you let him go? Like he loved you. He believes in marriage and he respected your walk with Christ. So what, what was the problem? Um, the simple answer to that is God told me to. Like God literally told me that I had to let him go. And when I heard him the first time and did not act on that, I began to see exactly why God wanted me to let him go. And I'm not going to go deeply into it because I still respect him as a person. And like I said, I, I pray for him. I pray, Even though he hurt me, I pray for him and I ask God to bless him. But when it comes down to it, I know that I respect myself and I love God so much. I love him so much that I'm not going to be with somebody that pulls me away from the woman that God called me to be. So at first I ignored it. God sent the signs and he made my spirit feel unsafe around this man, around his presence. He made me feel literally unsafe. And on top of that, there was bitterness. There was unforgiveness. There was sin. Basically all the things that pull you away from God. These are not just, these are spirits. Bitterness is a spirit. Unforgiveness is a spirit. Sin is sin. Okay. And it pulls us away from God and they love to make an appearance and that, that appearance comes after somebody hurts you. Somebody hurts you. So now you're bitter. Now you want to fall into sin because you want to cope in a certain type of way. Now you don't even forgive that person. You don't, every time you see them and hear their name, you feel a type of way. So that's why I really let it go because those those spirits, the bitterness, the the anger, the brokenheartedness wasn't even it's, it wasn't a part of my character, and I know it's not a part of the makeup of who God want me to be. So I'm I'm getting ready to tell you the best things you can do for people that hurt you. And here's the thing: is it's for them. But it's more so for you, like it's for you to be who you're supposed to be. It's for you to be able to connect with God without a barrier in front of you in his heart, in God's heart, that it's for you, just like forgiveness is for you, okay? So let's go ahead and jump into the topic because the first thing that you need to do to be able to bless those that hurt you is to be able to forgive them. And I know you may say like, forgive them, like that's easier said than done. How do I do it? Well, one thing I want to recommend is that you want to begin to speak it out of your mouth. Like say exactly what you forgive them for. I forgive this person for breaking my heart. I forgive this person for cheating on me. I forgive that person for molesting me. I forgive this person for um, 
stealing from me. I forgive this person for trying to come at my character. Whatever it is, I forgive my mother for not showing up for me. I forgive my father for never being there for me. Whatever it is, speak it out of your mouth. Even if you don't even, even if you don't forgive them yet, you speaking it out of your mouth activates something. It activates faith and it also lets God know that you're trying. He can do something with that faith. He could do something with that. He can help you with it. So the first thing you want to do is say exactly what it is. Acknowledge that you're hurt and speak directly to it. I forgive this person for doing that to me. I forgive them for it and I release them. I release them over to God. I forgive them. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to pray for them. And I know somebody that when you're still dealing with it, it still may hurt you still in that hurt. You like, why do I have to pray for them? Somebody needs to pray for me, but no pray for them. Ask God to bless them and make them a better person. Whatever it is that they did to you, pray that they never do it to anybody else. Okay. Ask God to bless them. Get a scripture in the Bible that speaks to their behavior and begin to declare it over them. Declare it over them and pray that God blesses them. He delivers them. He heals them. Pray for that. And as you're praying that for them, God will see your heart. The posture of your heart will cause God to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask, think, or imagine for you, even as you're dealing with the situation, just because you were able to forgive. The next thing you will want to do is to break any ungodly soul tie. Now, I know there's a lot of people that don't believe in soul ties. They don't think they're real. That's what they believe. But I'm here to tell you that it is real. We see that soul ties occur in the Bible. You can ask me where. Okay, well, when we're talking about Jonathan and David, it said that their souls became knit together. Now, that was a godly soul tie. They just made an agreement that they would be friends and that they would um, you know, love each other as they love themselves. God tells us to do that. So that was a godly soul tie. We know that when they talk about sex in the Bible, when they talk about husband and wife making a child, they say that they knew each other. And Adam knew Eve. They say that they knew each other. That means that it was an intimate thing that took place. And it talks about man and woman, husband and wife being one flesh, supposed to be one flesh. So that lets me know that there is some tying there. There's a soul tie. And so what makes it ungodly is if your soul becomes tied to someone by doing something that was meant for marriage or by doing something that's ungodly. So I share with y'all that me and him was fornicated. Yeah, that's what I was doing. And so because I was doing that, that is something that you're supposed to say for marriage. So I began to reap the things and the feelings of <laughs> my soul being tied to his. And you might be saying, okay, well, what do you mean by soul, Kamaria? What do you what do you mean by that? So we as people, as children of God, we are spiritual beings. We are made up of mind, body, and spirit. And our body is clearly the outer shell. It's what houses our spirit. And then we have a soul. The soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. So basically, it's the seat of our feelings, okay? It's where our desires are, our affections are. It's where... 
it's there. That That's what our soul is. And it's like our spirit gives life to that thing, right? It gives life to it. It complements each other. The spirit complements the soul. We know that the spirit, the spirit that's in you should come from God. It should be the Holy Ghost. It should be the breath of God that is housed in your body. But when you sin and you do things that you're not supposed to do, it don't be that. Okay. It be there, but it be some other spirits in there with it. But anyways, back to what we was talking about. Um, a soul tie, that means your mind, your will, and your emotions become tied to the mind, will, and emotions of another person. And you may not want to address it as a soul tie, but let's be real. Let's be real. If you fornicated with somebody or you have a really close, intimate relationship with somebody and y'all do some ungodly things sometimes, eventually what goes on in their mind, the things that they choose to do and how their emotions are, it affects you. It directly affects you. So if you find yourself um, being hurt, by somebody, you don't even have to be in a relationship, being hurt by somebody and you can't stop thinking about them. You can't stop thinking about what they did. Your mind always is is wondering what they're doing. That is evidence of an ungodly soul tie because honestly, your mind, it, it, one, it shouldn't be wandering. Two, you should be thinking about the things of Christ. You should be thinking about God. Your mind should be focused on things that's good, things that's lovely, those type of things. That's what your mind should be focused on. So if you find yourself detaching from somebody you no longer associate with them or maybe you just, you know, you took a break from them. You don't have them around you all the time, but your mind is still thinking about them. Your, your soul is attached to theirs. And so when I say break the soul tie, I mean, you need to come out of agreement with your mind, your will and your emotions being attached to theirs. Because God gave you your own soul. Your soul should be tied right now to the Lord if you're not married. And here's the thing. If you are married, your soul shouldn't be tied to other people that you was with before that marriage. And how do you make sure that's not so? You have to break the ungodly soul tie. I'm really focusing in on this part because this was the main thing. This is the main thing that made it hard for me to no longer be with this person. My soul was tied to his and I share with y'all that I made a post about it and it basically went viral. Um, Right after it went viral, God gave me a dream. He gave me a dream because in that video, I said out of my mouth, I said, I still love him. (laughs) Like I said that and I'm so happy that I said it because at that moment while I was making the video, I had acknowledged the fact that I still, I still love this man. I do. And when I said it, Oh, it was so cringy to me. I didn't even want to post it, but I needed to say it because other people needed to hear that thing too. Because now when they go back and they listen to this podcast, they're going to understand like, okay, I can pray for this person. I can pray for God to bless them. But because of what I've opened myself up to, the open doors that I have by way of fornicating with this person, by way of connecting with them on an intimate level, I can't shake them. Even though I prayed, I'm still thinking about them. I still love them. So I'm not going to tell you in detail what my dream was, but I am going to explain it to you. So basically, the person was in a dream and God had made it evident to me that something did not fit anymore. It was a misfit in the dream. And the thing that did not fit, it symbolized something. And what it symbolized was covenant, agreement. When you get married, 
You come into covenant with your spouse and God. You make a covenant with God. And so something did not fit in this dream. And it it showed that him and I were not fit. Okay. We were not fit to be in covenant. And when I woke up, I didn't have to ask God what that dream was. Holy Spirit began to walk me through breaking the soul tie. Breaking the soul tie. Holy Spirit literally walked me through this. I began to repent for for fornicating with him. I began to repent for not letting him go when God told me to let him go. I began to repent for allowing my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions to be tied to him more than they were tied to the spirit of God. I repented for that. I woke up from my bed repenting of that. And after that, I said, God, I come out of agreement with every ungodly soul tie that came by way of being in relationship with him. I said that. And then I said, I come out of agreement with it. I completely renounce it. And I divorce myself from that relationship, from the sin that occurred while I was in that relationship and from everything that I opened myself up to. By being in that relationship, I apply the blood of Jesus Christ to every area of my life. I apply the blood of Jesus Christ to my womb, to my private parts, to my mind, to my body, to my spirit. I apply the blood of Jesus Christ and I command my mind. I command my will. I command my emotions and my spirit to be completely broken away from his. And I tie my soul. My spirit, my body, my mind, my will and emotions to the spirit of God. God, I give you full rule, reign and dominion over my heart and over my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Y'all, like I said, I didn't tell you the details of this dream. But when I tell you it was serious, it was serious. Immediately, I knew I had to wake up and break that thing. I didn't think it was that serious, but it is. God showed me it was that serious. So I'm telling y'all to say it don't just have to be an ungodly soul tie with somebody that you fornicated with, somebody that you was in a relationship with. It could be something else, some whole other things. Okay. I was in a sorority and um, basically you build a bond. You build a bond through some trauma. Okay. So I was trauma bonded to a lot of people. God walked me through, walked me through breaking ungodly soul ties with them and with the organization overall. So it's that serious, y'all. If you do things that's outside of God, it becomes ungodly. And you can start making agreements with things that you never even wanted to be in agreement with, okay? A lot of the things that I began to experience after removing myself from him begin to mimic his life. And I'm like, how, God? This not even me. It's because my soul was tied to his. And I had open doors. And I had to close them. And I had to break the soul tie so that it no longer harms me. Okay, so that was the main things that kept me connected to this person that God wanted me to break away from Um, and breaking the soul ties was still the deal. I started in prayer. I forgave him. I prayed for him. I, I speak blessings over his life. Even now, I pray that God blesses him abundantly and heals him in every place. And. After doing that, God showed me that you have to do a little bit more. You got to do a little bit more. So I I wanted to share that so that you know, just in case you have been in, I don't know, however many relationships, the same way I did that with him, I did it with um, any other relationships that I was in as well, whether it be ungodly friendship or ungodly relationship. I've broken the soul tie 
by way of what I just showed you how to do. So really quick, I just want to do a recap of what you do. Like, how do you bless those that hurt you? The first thing you want to do is you honestly, you want to repent for if you have anything against them, you want to repent. And then you want to tell God that you forgive them. You forgive them. Speak it out of your mouth daily if you have to. I forgive them. And you want to be specific. What do you forgive them for? What do you forgive them for? And then you want to go and you want to speak the word of God over their life. Find Bible scriptures if you need to, to speak directly to the behavior that they had and ask God to bless them, to heal them and to deliver them. And after that, you want to see God concerning it. Do you have any ungodly soul ties? Did you do anything with this person that was rooted in sin? If so, you may have some ties to them and you want to break the ungodly soul tie. Okay. So all in all, Forgiveness is the foundation of it. Got to be able to forgive and you got to be able to put the word of God on it and welcome God in and invite him into the situation. Okay. And then if you need to break an ungodly soul tie, break it. Cause let me tell you what is on their life may be onto yours because you, you came in agreement with it, came in agreement with it. So I know this was a little deep. A little tight, but I really, I know that this is going to bring some healing and some deliverance to some people. For some of y'all, the reason why you can't advance, you can't create, you can't focus on your business is because your soul is tied to some things and some people that it don't need to be tied to. So I pray in the name of Jesus that after this episode, you know how to break yourself away from that. You know how to walk in forgiveness and you know how to pray for people that hurt you. Okay. Bless those that hurt you. That's the best thing you could possibly do. It makes you right with God. It removes any barriers that may be in between you and God. And it just, it makes you feel better. It frees you. It lifts the burden off of you. Okay. So that is it on that topic. Like I said, I Pray it blessed you. Play this back. Write it down so that you know how to do it. The whole purpose was to equip you, okay? Know what to do when somebody hurts you because you're not going to let it block your blessings. You're not going to let it mess up your business. You're not going to let it mess up your creativity. We're not doing that, okay? All right, y'all. So we have made it to the end of the episode. Um, Right now, I want to bless the mic. You know, I I always bless the mic before I get on here, but I'm going to absolutely bless it with you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I give you glory, Father. I give you honor and I give you praise. Father God, I thank you right now for the revelation that you've given me to be able to receive for myself, but also give unto others. Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for the person that's listening. If there is any ungodly soul tie in their life that's keeping them bound and stopping them from what it is that you have called them to do, I ask for it to be broken now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We come out of agreement with it right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and Father God, we just repent. We repent for anything that we've done to open us up to any soul ties, any ungodly soul ties, any any other sin, anything that we've did unknowingly or knowingly, we repent, Father God, and we ask for you to forgive us. We ask for you to walk us through our deliverance. We ask for you to help us heal our hearts, Father God. Let our minds be like Christ Jesus, Father. Let our minds be tied to Jesus. Let our mind, will, and emotions be tied to the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that the people that have listened, they'll know what to do, Father. And if it's not for them, they'll bless someone else with the knowledge, Father. I thank you, Lord, 
that they'll begin to have a heart of forgiveness, God. Give them a heart that is willing to forgive. And if they can help them forgive by faith, Father God, help them not get upset. I come against the spirit of offense right now in the name of Jesus. I command it to be broken and I declare that they will pray for those that have hurt them. I, I declare that they will bless those that have hurt them and it will not have any unforgiveness blocking them from you. So I thank you, Father. I give you glory, Father, and I give you honor in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So you already know I have a book. It's called the 21 days of healing. And it walks you through some of these things um, as far as getting in an intimate place with God so that he can speak to you about things. Like I said, I it was out of relationship and knowing God, knowing what he was trying to say to me that I was able to break these things. So if you want to get it, you can get it 21 days of healing. I'm going to put the link in the notes. So you're going to be able to find it there. If you have not already, make sure you stop by the website, ccbheals.com, get you a t-shirt, get you some merch that says cocoa butter heals, but not like the Lord. Cause that's absolutely true. And then y'all one day cocoa butter heals will be a place that will be, will be a, Ooh, Thank you, Jesus. I was going to say we will be able to pour out into small businesses, freelancers, creatives so that we can support them. So the more that you support me, the closer I am to getting to be able to do that. So go ahead and do that. And I thank y'all. I love y'all. Peace. 